Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Peter has just confronted them and told them, you crucified your own Messiah. And their response to that was, oh no, what do we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized. He did not say to them, you're doomed. God hates you, you killed his son. That's not what he said. He said, repent and be baptized. Many people think that they're beyond saving that they've done too many horrible things to ever be forgiven for them. But today, Pastor Robert reminds us that anyone can be forgiven by God. So long as they repent and change their ways, there's no crime that's beyond God's love and grace and forgiveness. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter five with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I first saw the Lord always before my face, for is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow my Holy One to see corruption. You've made known to me the ways of life. You'll make me full of joy in your presence." And then Peter goes on, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he's both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, in other words, one of his descendants, God would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, David, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we're all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. The Bible says that at that point, they freaked out. Peter has just 
confronted them and told them, you crucified your own Messiah. And their response to that was, oh no, what do we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized. He did not say to them, you're doomed. God hates you. You killed his son. It's not what he said. He said, repent and be baptized. Even the ones who crucified, who literally physically were there demanding his crucifixion, even the Roman soldier who drove the spikes could be redeemed. Even he was loved by God. Do you understand? Even he. Justice had to be carried out. But in doing so, mercy and grace were made available. It's brilliant. God himself, he comes and offers himself to be punished, be crucified, so that justice could be done. What an expression of mercy. My mother-in-law, many years ago, the second time I met her, it was the first time I went to Denmark and we visited with him. And honestly, I think she'd had one glass of wine too many. It loosened her tongue up a little bit because she was normally very private and very reserved. And we're sitting there in her living room and, and she said, I just don't understand why God would become a man. Makes no sense to me. Why would he do that? I mean, if he's God, why in the world would he want to become one of us? And I said, I know. Makes no sense, does it? Except that he loves you. That's the answer. He loves you. The ultimate expression of love, the ultimate expression of his mercy and, and his grace was that he opened the door to all of humanity while at the same time satisfying the just requirements of the law. He presented himself to be crucified, to be executed. Justice and mercy with the same act. Justice in love. The reason I read you that passage in the book of Acts, you know, it says the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God is why Jesus was killed. Do you understand that his father didn't hate him? But he asked him to come and be humiliated, to come and be killed. And he did that out of love for his enemies. He was trying to rescue his enemies. He was loving his enemies. One more example of that. Luke twenty-two fourteen 14 says, When the hour had come, he, Jesus, sat down, and the 12 apostles with him. Then he said to them, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I'll no longer eat of it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. 
And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you. But behold, the hand of my betrayer is with me on the table. And truly, the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he's betrayed. Then they began to question among themselves which of them it was that would do this thing. Every single one of them was capable. Some have argued that Peter was just as guilty as Judas, denying that he even knew Jesus three times that night before daylight the next morning. I've thought a lot about Jesus sitting there and knowing there were 12. And he said one of them was of the devil. He already knew that. But he also knew that the other 11, the other 11 didn't, didn't really know him. They thought they did, but do you understand that everything they thought they knew about him was wrong? I mean, most of what they thought they knew about him was wrong. They were all going to scatter. When, when he was actually arrested and crucified, they scattered, confused and frightened, and they hid away. Peter decided to just go back to doing what he did before. I guess I'm going fishing. He didn't understand. Jesus was giving himself for them, for all of those Jewish men and women who were going to call for his death, for the hypocritical Pharisees, self-righteous, and for the Romans, for the ones who halfway around the world had no idea what was going on. Didn't care. For you, for me, perfect, undiluted, generous love. That's what this is. And see, the thing that strikes me is that he says, this is what's best for you. To live this way. They'll crucify me if I live like that. Yeah, they will. And if they do, that's his best for you. And the reward you can't imagine. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I, I've wandered away or, or remember, maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way. And, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross 
to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.